Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Wildcat Offense Basketball version hosted by me, Wes Ibarra, at Offseas Sport. Uh, tonight we'll be recapping the big win that the Cats had over the Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh, before we get into that further, I want to thank each and every one of you for the likes, the ratings, the reviews, the listens. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to the project. keeps me motivated to keep making content like this for you guys, or you all, I should say. Um, I can be found on most podcast platforms, spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. Share a podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is down to join the Sports Talk conversation. Um, but yeah, here we are. Post neutral site game, uh, Jerry Colangelo Hall of Fame series. Um, I believe that's what it was called. Uh, but it was a great win. It was a great win. Uh, I did mention in the recap, or I should say the preview show tonight is the recap show. And uh, again, thank you again for joining me on your Friday night just before all the Christmas festivities or holiday festivities. I hope you all are enjoying your Friday nights at home or wherever you are, maybe, and whether it's you're on your own or with your families or with friends, you know, enjoy this time because, uh, you know, these breaks are really good. It's time to, you know, just be not only thankful, but just be blessed for what's going on. At least that that is good in our lives, and hopefully, you know, we can bring good energy into 2024. Uh, but before I get carried away with all the holiday stuff, which I will talk about again uh, regarding the show at the end of this episode, uh, Northwestern, big win. I said in the preview show that if the Cats can somehow get a lead, because this game was expected to be very close, possibly down to the wire, at the time the Cats were only a four and a half point favorite, and I thought the Cats were only going to win by one point or something like that, they ended up winning by 19, right? And it felt like whatever I needed out of the Wildcats in the first half, that's exactly what happened. Um, granted, to my to my experience and remembering of uh, the the game on Wednesday night, it was more so that it felt like Northwestern was making just about any shot that they could, and the Sun Devils were just missing everything. It, it was kind of like watching that one. Golden State Warriors versus Houston Rockets playoff series back in, I want to say that was 2018, where it felt like the Warriors kept shooting the lights out while the Rockets couldn't buy a bucket to save their lives. And yeah, I mean, at the half, it was literally 36 to 13. Like, we knew that Northwestern had one hell of a defense, but oh my God, this was damn near damn near perfect only 13 points like it's crazy like you can't make this up it's it's crazy that a pac-12 team that is you know led by a very good coach has very good players and has a decent run of success you know in modern time and uh as of late or before going up against the cats they only scored 13 points i get it most of it is contributed to turnovers and shots just not falling and maybe to some extent calls just not being made in the Sun Devils favor but that was a very very good performance defensively of course it was a kind of like a tale of two halves right Arizona State won the second half actually 33 to 29 but the damage that the Cats put up in the first half was just so insurmountable that you know 
it it it's obvious that Northwestern was going to win comfortably just on that one half alone. Uh, but it was a good test, I should say, for the Cats, especially since, like I said earlier, that team's talented, it's well-coached, uh, and it feels good when you know that you're facing a team that has the capability of facing stiff competition for a long basketball season, comes from a conference where basketball is pretty good, and not only did you beat them down, you beat them down early and never gave them any real shot of getting back in the game. And I would hope that, you know, that could be a template for how the Cats can perform in Big Ten play as we're reaching the end of the non-conference portion of the season. The Cats have one more non-conference game on the 29th against Jackson State. And Jackson State is not Arizona State. It's not Purdue. It's not in what have you with all due respect of course but you know you can't just win a game so well and not have any continuity uh, after that so you know i'm very pleased with that performance i mean it kind of surprised me and uh you know what better way to have a quality win than to beat a in-state team like arizona state right even though a lot of the fans were uh there to see also Arizona, but you know they put up against the uh, they put up against the other Arizona major university basketball team and beat them. Basically, beat them on their on their floor, and uh, and it was a pro floor, pro arena. So you know it was a lot of I would imagine it was a lot of fun for a lot of the people on the Wildcat basketball team to get to play in such a venue, but. You know, as we break it down further, so I already mentioned that the Cats blew out the first half, lost out on the second half, but the lead was already enough at that point that unless Arizona State had a miraculous run and the Cats couldn't answer, that was the only way that they were going to come back. But leaders for that night, Boo Booey with 22 points, 8 for 15 from the field, 4 for 8 from 3, 2 for 2 from the line. Ty Berry, leading rebounder with 10 rebounds, had a double-double on the night. Uh, Boo Booey led the way with three assists. He'd had two turnovers and 36 minutes of play, so not a bad night taking care of the basketball. Um, and Brooks Barnheiser with two steals as the star on defense. Frankie Collins had 10 points, 5 for 13 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3. So Adam Miller was not really a huge factor in that game. He only had six points in 25 minutes of play, went 1 for 10 from the field, but went 3 for 4 from the line. But Coming off a 20-point game to a 6-point game, sure, you can say that, look, it was only his second game of the year. He's still trying to get his feet from under him, and you know he's trying to get back into form again. But, you know, Adam Miller, to some extent, is one of the better college basketball players out there. So, And he's obviously someone that you get concerned about in your scouting report. So good job on the Cats for not letting him... Uh, look comfortable out there. Uh, but looking at the rest of uh, Arizona State stats, Celebange with seven rebounds, Collins of the way with four assists, and three steals. As far as team stats go, Northwestern was better from the field, 47.3% to 31.4 from Arizona State. Way better from the line, 40.9% from three, while the 
Uh, Sun Devil shot a dreadful 16.7%, 16.7. Three throws was not a great night for the Cats. Only nine opportunities, only making four of them. Uh, While the Sun Devils had 18 opportunities and made 11. So not much to write home either, but still uh, a better showing than the Cats from the line. Cats had more assists, 12 to 9. Way more rebounds, 40 to 25. 6-3 in offensive rebounds. Uh, Arizona State had more steals. So the one thing about Arizona State's team was that they really actually put Northwestern's defensive game against them. The Cats actually had seven turnovers in a half. They ended up having 10 for the game, which means that they took better care of the basketball in the second half. But first half was quite dreadful in terms of taking care of the ball but it seems like they did their part in taking away the basketball as well with 10 turnovers on asu so defense did the job obviously a little bit of uh, carelessness in terms of taking care of the ball but as long as they can get back into it on their next game that shouldn't be an issue um Cats had three players in double figures, Bowie, Barnheiser, and Barry. Barnheiser just missed out on a double-double with nine rebounds. Uh, and he actually played pretty much the whole game, 40 minutes. So he did not get subbed out for whatever reason. And um, sure, you want to have as much rotation as possible, but uh, shouts to Brooke Barnheiser for pretty much taking it all in um there was a lot of foul trouble on the backup side and not much production with the hunger and blake preston uh hunger had three fouls preston had two hunger had four points preston did not score at all so um chris collins really had to dig in on his uh front court there and uh also had to pick up the slack for nicholson who only had two points uh, three rebounds, one assists, two turnovers. Even though he had the two blocks from uh, Northwestern, he also had three personal fouls. Not the best night for Ryan Langborg. Three points, one for nine from the field, one for six from three, no free throws, and three personal fouls. But that's okay. Everyone has an off night. As far as Arizona State goes, like I said, um, not much to write about for Adam Miller. However, uh, not much to write about in terms of overall production. Like I said, Ricky Collins was the leading scorer with only 10 points. Next leading scorer were, scorers were Neil, Celebange, and Watson with 7 points apiece. So not much help from really anyone uh, top to bottom on Arizona State's team. And again, it's a it's an off night. I mean, Northwestern happened to have a great night while Arizona State was caught on a bad night. And that's just how it is in college basketball. But because this is a Northwestern podcast, you know, we would hope that the next handful of games are like that. You know, we want to see quality wins. We want to see Northwestern have a really great shooting night and have a good number, if at least half, if not more than that, or I shouldn't say half because you can't have five, but like, you know, have your three scoring options put in work and have a decent amount of support from the first and second bench options while already putting out the as-advertised defense and taking care of the basketball. So, you know, this can be another this can be another example of how the cats can be when things go right. 
uh, and you know it it's a really good sign that uh, this team can really be resilient and can really really bounce back after you could argue two rough games of form uh, dropping that two-point heartbreak to shy state and then of course grinding out that 10-point win against DePaul so it's a good win for the Cats um, looking forward to the next game already so there's going to be a bit of a break from last Wednesday all the way to the next game uh, the Cats will be playing on the 29th of course that's in observance of Christmas break so um, a week from today so pretty much a nine-day layoff until they play Jackson State on the 29th and uh, that will close out their non-conference season. It is a uh, very, very crazy time to think that we're already through that portion and now we're going to do Act 2 of Big Ten play. And it doesn't get any easier at this point, right? Because you start off or restart off Big Ten play against Illinois. But what do you think, uh, folks? Do you think that this is a good start? And shows for more signs of things to come as the Cats enter into Big Ten play. Or are we still not convinced that this team is quality? And it could very well be that the shocking loss to Shy State could be a reason for that. That there could be some kind of like flaw that we're probably not seeing. Or maybe we just need to have a couple more quality wins like beating um, Illinois or beating... Uh, any other Big Ten team that is going to be ranked highly going into uh, into the year. And, of course, you know, Big Ten basketball is always great. Uh, but let me know what you think. But um, before I sign off for tonight, um, I do want to give an update of the upcoming schedule for the podcast this week. So... Tomorrow morning, so Saturday morning, it is Friday night at the time of recording of this episode, we will be previewing the football game, first time in a while, the Las Vegas Bowl, it's finally here, Cats against Utah, uh, we'll be previewing that, recapping the game the following Sunday on Christmas Eve, so I'll get a chance to spend some of your uh, holiday with the you all, the listener, and then Offsea Sport will be off for the next three weeks. I'll be going on vacation, uh, so I will be missing out on Jackson State. I will be missing out on Illinois. I want to say that I'll be missing out on one more game, too. Um, if I can check that out real quick. I will be missing out on Michigan State and Penn State as well. So... I'll be missing out on four Wildcat offense games. Of course, when I come back, uh, it'll be just in time for the game against Wisconsin, but we'll do a quick recap of how those games went and, uh, of course, preview the upcoming or that upcoming game against Wisconsin. So apologies for the hiatus, if you will, but uh, this is a much-needed vacation that I needed to take for myself and uh, spend time with family. But... Also, it'll just allows you, the listener, to just enjoy the game, not have to worry about my insight. Uh, you know, um, for once, if <laughs> and I mean that in a very endearing, self-deprecating way. Uh, of course, I thank you all for all the listens and all that. So, 
that is an update for how the podcast is going to be looking for the next few weeks. But until then, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me tonight. I will be back tomorrow to preview the football game. Uh, Thank you again for all the likes, ratings, reviews, the listens. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to the project. Share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is down to join the Offsea Sport conversation. I can be found on most podcast platforms at Offsea Sports, spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. Appreciate you all, and go Cats!